Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Unlocking your unlimited potential is the ability to pivot on demand to continue moving forward. Every step in the right direction is a step, no matter if it's a baby step or not, keep moving forward. Well, most of us will go through life never tapping into those gifts and talents that lie dormant within. So helping that youngster to find what's there as opposed to envying and being jealous of all the other people who have accomplished their own goals. You've got your own stuff within you. You just got to tap into it. Consistent creation comes confidence and confidence. We think we know our students' potential. We don't. We think we know our own potential. We don't. We only reach our limits when we stop trying. So keep trying. Allowing others to see in them what you see in them. Helping them to see in them what you see and and to, you know, helping them believe in the greatness that they are, that you see and experience every day. Giving somebody a chance and being there to support them through it. It means your potential is unlimited. I mean, focus on that. It is an infinite pro- process. It's an infinite progress. You're constantly taking steps to improve. Don't ever chase, got it. Don't ever chase that moment. Don't ever chase it, whatever that is, unless it is constant progress. So focus on the unlimited portion of this, that you don't chase somebody else. Don't chase an arbitrary moment in time, a momentary accomplishment, a certificate, a label, a title. Just keep getting better every day. If we're doing that work or somebody else is doing that work on us, and at this point, I think the children does that work on each one of the staff and each one of the people that get involved in Casalver, they get unlocked their, their potential by the children. So once you get involved with children, working with children, it's not what you do with them, it's, it's how the children impact in your life to unlock that, that unlimited potential that you have and then they're gonna see the benefit from it. Unlocking unlimited potential means empowering others to take the risks they need to to become exactly who they can be. Help that kid find what they're truly passionate about and what keeps them up at night working and what wakes them up early and what gives them that sense of 
wow and i want them to find what they're good at to really identify their strengths you know that's the thing because of school and because of the model that we use for school where we're really focused a lot on weaknesses and trying to level up those weaknesses for me brother i just want that kid to identify what they're passionate about and what their strength is and then getting clear about how we can help that kid use that potential and use that strength to go out into the world and make a difference in the lives of other people. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I'm finally able to nail down my guests. We have had several reschedules, but we have made it all the way from West Philadelphia. CJ Reynolds, the real rap with Reynolds. What's up, brother? Hey man, how are you? Thank you so much. We it has been uh it you know, it's the life of a teacher where nothing goes according to plan really. <laughs> and you got to just pivot all the time. Yes, that does definitely does not go as to plan as you would know from a 17-year teaching career. You are an inner city teacher. We were we were rapping earlier on the uh the pre-call and I said wow. we got to stop and we got to record or else we're going to lose a lot of great content here. So here we are. We're going to talk about everything that's been going on. We were talking a lot about entrepreneurship. We were talking about the hustle. We were talking about all of what it's like to be a teacher in the inner city and those people who kind of raise their hand to go into the fire, so to speak, into the challenge. But anyways, let's start at the beginning because that's where we're going. I think that's a good plan for today. Let's start at the beginning. Let's awesome. start with you. How'd you get to where you are being a 17-year teacher in West Philadelphia? It was not a straight path. Uh, I didn't like school uh, as a kid. Um, so I never had that teacher that made me like want to be a teacher. Instead, I had a litany of jobs that just made my father-in-law or my future father-in-law ever more nervous every time I shared them. So when you tell your father-in-law that you want to be a drummer, um, that that's a certain level of nervousness. And then I changed from that to wanting to be a clown and I wanted to not just be like in the circus. I wanted to travel to developing countries and be a clown in, in hospitals and, and help uh, young people navigate that that season of their life. Then I thought I would be a monk. So I went and lived in a monastery for a little bit of time. And then finally, when I told people I wanted to be a teacher, that was like, oh, my gosh, thank God. Like, he's going to be like, he'll pay his own bills. Uh but then I pivoted from that a little bit and started a side business as a YouTuber. And so then that just made everyone kind of like, what? I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm cut from a different kind of crazy sometimes. So, uh, wow. I'm all nervous. That is impressive. I am, I'm kind of laughing my way through this, but I just finished reading Jay Shetty's think like a monk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic book. And, the the whole idea of going to a monastery, although it sounds crazy to someone like to me after reading his book and hearing what he learned and, and the process he went through, I thought that was just always much harder than it sounds. A little bit wild, a little bit out of the ordinary. You said something interesting. You said, I never had a teacher who made me want to be a teacher. I think that that is something I don't think I've ever heard before. A lot of times it's the other way around. A lot of times it's, you know, I had one teacher or I had a teacher. Um, so talk a little bit about that for a moment, because I'm sure that's part of your story. Yeah. So, I mean, coming up, I remember it in specifically in the ninth grade, like I didn't talk my whole ninth grade year. I didn't talk to anybody. Right. Because I really, really believed that 
nothing I said was worth was like was anything anyone wanted to hear. Like, why would anyone want to hear my opinion or what I think or how I feel about something? And so, you know, but like same way, way in parenthood, right? Like I grew up, my, my dad passed when I was four years old. I had a stepfather that wasn't, um, I don't think had the capability to really be present. And so I kind of grew up like always wanting a certain kind of dad and never having it. So when I had kids, I just decided I was going to be the dad I always wanted when I, when I was a kid. And so as an educator, when I started teaching, it, you have this decision to make, like what grade am I going to teach? What, what lessons uh, do I see myself teaching? Um, what age do I want to teach? What subject? And so I remembered that ninth grade year of feeling like I was literally invisible and that no one cared or, or was I worth anything? And I thought I want to be a ninth grade teacher um, because I want to be able to be the teacher that I wish I had when I was a kid. And so that's what got me to kind of like this age. Um, and there's a hundred other things I love about teaching ninth grade, but that that specifically was what took me down that path. Yeah, I am writing copious amounts of notes here. It's interesting because, you know, I, I actually talk about this a lot in, in my book as well in, in redefining, rediscovering your why. And one of the things we talk about is looking at your story and looking at your teacher's story. If you ended up as a teacher, there is a deeply rooted reason why. And you're clearly versed in your why and you're explaining that. So I think that that's just important everybody to know out there that if you're clear and you know your why, then you're just going to be able to do amazing things. And I'm saying that because I've been following you forever and you've been doing some really amazing things and all, you know, this led you to being an author and a speaker. I think that's even more unique is the fact that you're saying nobody really wanted to hear. I didn't feel like anybody wanted to hear my voice. And now you're out there speaking to schools and to kids. So, and it led you to write in this book, teach your class off. So talk a little bit about, that journey and that story. Cause I know that's, you know, there's being a teacher and then there's this other part where you've shown a way to really spread your wings into what you're passionate about. So, I mean, I think one of the things that I was blessed with as, as a high school student in my 10th grade year, I connected with some friends that I would argue were like the best friends I could have possibly had. Right. They were like, we, it was like being a part of the Island of the misfit of misfit toys in that Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer movie. And so I learned so much from that and really gained my own voice and learned how to just like, uh, I don't, not, not completely not care about other people's opinions, but like be able to separate myself from the good opinion of others. And so as a teacher, I think that's really important. That's something that I draw on constantly. So then, you know, I become a teacher and uh, that becomes my part of my mission is like, is how do I connect? How do I help kids find their voice? How do I help them know that they are important? How do I help kids that feel like they're invisible, know that they're visible? And then after years of doing that, of, of, of connecting kids, I wanted to share that, that story. So I start making YouTube content and, you know, you, when you start making a YouTube channel, when you're in your forties, your family's just like, what? Like, who is this? And I had, I had like three subscribers. One of them was me. And the other two, I'm pretty sure were my grandmother and she had two different email addresses and she just loved me. So she wanted me to have more subscribers. So, you know, but what I learned was 
that your ordinary is someone else's extraordinary, that everybody has this story. Everyone has the way that they do things. And you just don't know who's watching. You don't know who's checking stuff out. And I'll tell you, like, everything that has come from that has has been, like, just the best lesson I could have ever taught my students ever, right? Because like, who doesn't have a student that wants to be, that doesn't want to be a YouTuber, right? So then you start building this thing and create and being a part of this community that, that has been created. And then everything you do comes out of that, right? Like all the speaking comes because someone called you, someone said, you should write a book. And I thought, well, sure, well, let's write a book. Um, and so you keep doing things to try and like fuel the fire of that community. And then your students are watching you the whole time. It has been the greatest lesson I've ever taught my kids in my life. Yeah, absolutely. You have to walk your talk, you know, and, yeah. and I think and you have to live in it. I mean, when you you write a book, you know what you're writing in that book is you're saying this is what I believe in. These are my values. You know, this yeah. is what I believe is important. And you talk about that whole idea of even the YouTuber thing, like you're one thousand percent correct like so many kids need to know and the world that they're growing up in now is so different than the world you and I grow up grew up in yes. you know where they're growing up since day one being able to to kind of thumb a screen and being able to move through channels and switch through things and all of a sudden this world of now they're watching videos that just replay and on a loop and then if that they don't like that then within a swipe there's another one like being they have to learn to manage that mm -hmm. and that's a whole nother conversation but i fully i believe that it's important for us to to keep that in mind as we go forward in our learning experiences that we're developing with kids especially middle-aged yeah. students you know middle school high school you know the adolescent years because social yeah. media and, and things like that is just it's disturbing but that's a whole nother place we won't go. We're going to come back. We're going to bring it back. So going from YouTuber, now you went, talk about the the approach to now taking that to a book and how that came uh, came about, because that's an important story that I think a lot of people need to know. I have a, we have a lot of people who listen to this show that are in that kind of edupreneur space. And sometimes I think they get held back because, like you said, you never know anybody else's story until you really know their story. So let's keep diving in. Yeah. So I think, you know, my friend Daniel says um, that you should turn your mess into your message. And I just I love that so much because what it does is it gives you license to own what you've gone through, to own your life, to own your mistakes, your wins, your, your misses, and then to do something with that. And so the book was really, I mean, teacher class off was meant to be like stuff that I wish I knew when I started teaching. Um, and so when we started teaching there, there, I just felt like there weren't a lot of books that spoke to the everyday. This is how you can pull this off, right? Like this is how you can, you, you, you have enough. I didn't start teaching till I was, I think I was 27. And that felt so old. I, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I missed my window. Like I should have started five years ago. Everyone's ahead of me. And what I didn't realize was that what I was bringing to the classroom at 27 that, that I couldn't bring at 22, right? Not to say that no one else could, was that I was bringing life. I was bringing experience. I was bringing all these opportunities, like all these things I had lived through, these places that I had gone, these experiences that I had to the classroom with me. And so 
you know, when I have folks that reach out to me now that I had a gentleman a few months ago that was uh, 68 years old and he was retiring and he wanted to go into teaching. And so he found my videos and he, we were emailing back and forth and he was like, I don't know if I'm too old. And I'm like, bro, you're bringing so much with you. And if you show up to be a willing participant in a student's life and you ride out the, 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 uh, sort of what, what I'm, I'm lost as what we would call that period of like kids are trying to feel you out. Right. If you can get through that, the wave, bro, where they're riding yeah. the wave. Yeah. You, yeah. you only win on the other side of that. So you're bringing all of that experience. And so the book was sort of my, my gift to teachers in this idea of like, look, you can do this too. And it's not all, it's not all easy. It's really difficult. Sometimes it's really messy. Sometimes there's times when like, you just want to go to the bar right after school, but like, how can we figure out a way for you to like, how can I help you miss some of the things that I, I tripped up on um, to give you a heads up, to give you uh, a way to learn from my mistakes sort of. So that's where the book came from. And that's what, all that we've done has kind of been built out of this idea of how do you get to be the teacher that you're called to be? And and so that's, that's our kind of premise that we go off of. I love that. No, and I love that. And so when the book published, obviously now things change. Now you're an author in the game. You're a YouTuber, an author, you're a little bit of everything and you're able to use all of your resources. I think that that's a big thing that people stumble upon too is, some people, when they jump into a new business or a new idea or an entrepreneur, you know, they fear a little bit of what they don't know how to do, but they really have a lot of tools. Like a lot of teachers have a lot of tools from using technology. So those can be helpful, you know, using things like Canva, WeVideo and, and YouTube and all those things. Like you actually have a, a pretty good foundation to be able to go into those those places and take those next steps. And so what, you, what you're talking about too, is I see is those limitations, those, hmm. those self-limiting beliefs, that imposter syndrome, those things that keep telling you you can't. What are some suggestions you have for our listeners to help them get over the I can't? I think, you know, I think it takes practice to, to like, so look, I'm, I am, there's a reason that like all of the things that like I did before teaching helped me to be a better teacher. Right. So like, it's part of it is pulling on your strengths. Right. So like being a drummer, I love, be, I love performing. I love being in front of people. Uh, I, I being a clown is basically being a jackass in public. And I'm really good at that. Uh, you could ask my wife. Um, and then, you know, being a monk was all about loving people on the margins was, was that, for me. And so it's taking those, those ingredients of what make you into who you are and then being that person and knowing that you don't have to be everything. You, you have to be like, be authentically and fully who you are, but then knowing that you don't have to be the be all end all in a school. And so I think when we get around that idea and we learn that teaching is a communal activity, that it was never about you. It was never about just you coming in and saving a school or, or saving a kid or just being the one it is about you being like part of the solution you know one of my favorite shows from the 80s was the a-team and uh, the a-team wouldn't have been a good show if it had just been one person on there i mean everyone had their thing but it was this group and for you know all the non-80s kids this is a group of uh individuals that everyone had different skills but together they were able to do such incredible work 
And when I look at, you know, the work that I've been able to do over the last 17 years, it is it, it the best things I've been able to do were things that I was a part of a community. I was a part of working with other people um, and just being a, an ingredient in a much bigger scheme. And being happy with what you're doing, you know, and enjoying it. And and that is important to be able to tie in who you are to who your students are and being able to make some sort of bridges, connections and find ways because every single educator out there has something in common, at least one thing in common <laughs> with the all that with their students. Maybe yeah. it's the food they like. Maybe it's the 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 place they go on the weekends. Maybe it's the fact that they have a pet. Maybe it's the fact that they have, you know, a similar interest in movies, whatever it is. There is something there. And that's always kind of the place to start finding those connections. But also, you know, a lot of this discussion, once again, is really being clear in your story, being clear in your why helps you identify your purpose forward. Yeah. I totally agree on all accounts of that. So as you are you have a lot going on let's just kind of you yeah. have a lot of different things going on so i i can't even put it all in uh, it correctly so first of all tell me about the things that you're you have going on right now for you because you have all the things that you've been doing the book the author the teaching the speaking the youtubing so just kind of tell us what's going on right now in your yeah. I, look we live we live a busy life here in uh in reynolds land um we say that we live and die by the calendar because everything has to be scheduled. So, you know, I have two kids, um, a wife, a dog and a cat. And right there, that's that's a, that's enough for any person to just a lot of their day with. But then on top of that, you know, teaching for the last 17 years, like I said, uh, we run a full time YouTube channel. I have a book, Teacher Class Off Out that I wrote, came out uh, right after the pandemic hit in April 2020. And then that led to a lot of speaking. And then the YouTube stuff leads to a lot of deals with brands. So we're constantly working with different brands, which has been like something I never saw coming, uh, but has been a really wonderful blessing for our family. And then we do mentoring outside of that. We create, uh, we're, we're, we have a number of things coming up, like um, subscription-based courses that are coming up and resources that are coming up. So it's really, it's a lot, but it's, you know, so I think who, someone said the other day, you're not doing too much unless you're overwhelmed, right? So as long as you're not overwhelmed, like just keep, keep going. And so that's what we, we do. I love this stuff. And it's, uh, it's exciting to me to be able to create anything that would help a teacher get through their year, get through their day, get through, you know, whatever it is that they're going through. And so it feels like it all the work, it just really feels like a blessing to me. Like I get excited that like I get to do this. It's like my job and it's awesome. Yeah. Take and taking all of it now as well, organizing it, compartmentalizing it, yeah. you know, structuring it for a course, structuring it now to give it to somebody else is just helping you probably it just fine tunes your everything, fine tunes your teaching, fine tunes what you're doing, thinking about your practices, thinking about you know, connecting things to to this person, to this research, whatever, and building that along the way is really, really helpful to who you are. And it's keeping you going, but it, it's keeping yeah. you going times 10, right? 
For so sure. isn't isn't that a great place for us to try and find a way oh. to get our educators? Like, is it the worst of things that our our educators are out there doing a side hustle? You know, as long as they are, no. you know, abiding by the rules and doing what they're supposed to do, and everybody has those rules. Yeah. But well, it's I, like, sad I mean, that we have to pay is what the pay is. But there is a lot of opportunities out there for people to speak, to consult, whatever, teachers pay teachers, whatever there is, there's a way for someone out there to monetize on the the intellectual content that they have. Yeah, I have a friend that says uh, her side hustle allows her to, what did she say? Um, she's like, my side hustle pays for my teaching addiction. Um, and so it's this idea where like, yeah, you, 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 so look, I mean, the beauty of this is that anyone can do this right? Like you don't have to, like even my book, I mean, I got it published, but I could have just put it out myself. Um, I could have like YouTube doesn't, it's free to start a YouTube channel. It's free to start a podcast. Like none of this stuff costs any money on the front end. But then when I think about how, when I started teaching, I used to work four jobs in the summer just to pay my mortgage. Cause we didn't get paid from June 15th to September 15th in Camden, New Jersey. So I had to figure out a way to float us in that time. And I was making no money. Like I made more money working at Home Depot full time before I started teaching than I did as an educator. So it's the beauty is that there's stuff out there. And by just taking your regular, your story, what you're ordinary and turning it into someone else's extraordinary, like you just put your stuff out there. And, and I just think that that's so empowering because then it means you don't have to work four jobs in the summer. And, and, I don't work any less hours, but I really love what I do now. And that changes everything when, when you have that, when that's like your, your motivator, when that's part of your story, it changes everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the pandemic, everybody shifting to the online environment was an interesting change for us was an interesting yeah. change because now everything, there were so many opportunities online to be able to speak here, speak there, speak everywhere. But you now get to a place where now we're heading back into in-person and I don't know about you, but I was tired of sitting in front of, a, a, it's just not the same speaking yeah, no. to people on a Zoom call. It's just not than it is being in the room. And so I've loved the opportunity that it's been able to get back into places in person and connect with people and to make those connections. Um, I know you're coming up at the Teach Better conference that is uh, also happening. I'm looking forward to seeing you there as well. Yes. Let's rewind back for a second. You you said something. You were talking about your brand work. Now this is a this yeah. is one that a lot of people that I run into, a lot of them struggle with this one. They're not sure how to you know how do I how do I reach out to another brand? Do I have to give myself away? Do I have to do this? Talk a little bit about your approach to that. So, you know, it gets there. Look, as an educator, <clears throat> especially when you don't have money, um, like I, I've lived paycheck to paycheck for most of my teaching career. And so when you start doing work online and a brand reaches out to you, right, it's it's tricky to, to be able to to say no to some things because they don't match your values. But as an educator, I think we have this really unique situation where my students, my students keep me real, right? Like I can't put anything on YouTube and say, we did this lesson and it was so great, or it went like this. 
my kids will go in the comments and tell people whether that was real or not. Right. So um, when my book came out, they, I had like I approved my title for my book, the subtitle for my book. I told the kids about like about the cover. So I have two of my students. You can see on the cover of my book, I have two of my students that are on there. And I ran like all the design choices by my kids. Like they'll keep you real. So when I work for brand deals and like there was a brand deal that came our way, that was a candy bar that wanted me to say that it was a protein bar because there were peanuts in it and peanuts have protein in them. And so this is basically healthy. And my students know that my wife makes me drink kale juice every morning and that Reynolds is like plant-based most of the day. And, and I drink beet juice and like, they know there's no way I'm going to like, that's for real, but the money is enticing. Right? So I think, what the beauty of being an educator is look, your kids are going to keep you real. Like you can't just put out anything. And it really, that has helped me. Not that I wouldn't be able to do that anyway, but my kids are a good sort of like a uh, reminder of, of being real rap with Reynolds, right? This isn't like nonsense with Reynolds. So it's, it is, but when brands reach out to you, it's really thinking like, well, is this going to benefit your community? Like, is it really going to, how are you, are you really loving people, really loving the people that are that are following along with you by doing by promoting this thing? And and I think the trickier part is really finding your worth in that. It's really finding how do you charge? What is enough money? Because as educators, right, like we're real used to doing stuff for free. You pick up that extra class for free, that bus duty for free, that lunch duty for free. Oh, you're a crossing guard today for free. It's all included. But when you start working for brands, it's really learning your worth. And that, that's been a huge lesson for us as well. That's very interesting. And then the million dollar question that everybody will ask is, how do you get the brands to reach out to you? So I, in the beginning, we got people to find where we were, like like our community, our, our fans, our audience, by um, one of the ways was by DMing and tweeting at people relentlessly you find someone that thinks they're invisible same thing we do in the classroom and let them know that they're visible without asking them to come and like and subscribe or any of that stuff i'm really sorry you had a hard day um and and so if i can ever do anything let me know so then for brands we kind of did the same thing we were like pitching them ideas and going after folks i have never gotten a brand deal because i asked someone this is not a date right so it's not like like i did I, that has never worked out for me what has worked out for me is being authentic, putting out really high quality content as best we could um, and really caring about our audience. And then brands come to you. But the beauty of that is now you have what they want. You have their, their, their focus group. You have their audience. You have like a trusted connection. So you're not leveraging that necessarily. You're not, you're not like building this connection with your audience just so you can get brand deals because everyone's going to see through that. You're never going to pull that off. I, I I couldn't pull it off anyway. That's probably my Catholic guilt. But um, the but it has been really loving people, connecting them together, creating a community, and then when someone has something going, hey, I found this thing and it's interesting. I think you all might grow from this. I think your classrooms might be better because of this. That and then brands see what you do with other brands and then that just pops off. And the next thing you know, like we, this year we've worked with some names that like have, I just, even, even my 14 year old gets excited and that's, that's not easy. 
he's not easily uh, excited <laughs> by that stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that you make it a, a total teachable experience too, and that you're able to make that them a part of it. And I think that's really important too. You know, we there is that whole side to education too. That you know, how do you become an entrepreneur? How do you become a you know someone who hustles like these? These kids don't have to wait until they graduate high school to start doing that. You know, nope. they, you see kids out there that are 12, 13, 14 online that are million dollar YouTube YouTubers. It's, you know, it, it, but it's teaching them that point that it's not about being out there and just selling yourself just to sell yourself. It's about remembering who you truly are. And I think that that's a really important takeaway that I'm sure your students walk away with. Yes. I love that. I yeah. love it. So, Talking as we head to the end here, one thing we do on this show, you know, obviously we rise by lifting others and there is no person who sits on this show who has ever said that they are the only reason for their success. And that is impossible because it's a, takes a village. So talk a little bit about our unlocking unlimited potential dedication where we unlock unlimited potential by dedicating to someone who is out there unlocking unlimited potential in all whom they serve. So we are going to have someone who is very special to you today. So we're going to talk about Ms. Cho. Ms. Cho, my buddy. Cho is, uh, she's first generation um, Korean uh, woman I, I taught with. She grew up in California. We could not be any different. And so Cho is super serious. The kids would tell you she's mean all the time. She's like five foot four. And, but you know, my wife says dynamite comes in small packages and Cho takes no nonsense from anyone. And so it is like, she, if, if we were a buddy cop movie, she would be like the real serious one. And I'm like the guy that's walking around interviewing kids with a bubble microphone and asking them why they're late to class while Cho's screaming at them in the hallway. But what she does is so authentic to her and it comes from such a place of love and dedication to students that uh, the way we have been able to partnership or partner over the years, it really, I, I just love it so much because it's such a great reminder to me that um, there's no one way to do this work, right? Like there's, there's no silver bullet in education. Everyone can be their own version of the best version of themselves and that's a puzzle piece that's going to com help complete the puzzle and cho has just been such a constant reminder to me of that and just a wonderful partner when we partner to help kids um and is my favorite person i've ever worked with in my life shout out to miss cho that i love the fact that you're talking about connecting you know the dots between us and them and I think that's yes. most important. I love that. I think that is critical. And so it's time to, to, to have your mic drop moment then, because I think we're ready. We've said it a lot. We've been talking about it a lot in this show. Let's just kind of wrap it up. So finish my sentence. Unlocking unlimited potential means. I think it's learning how to fully grow into your who you're called to be. I think that you know, we all have this potential to really be incredible, to really be awesome. But being awesome out loud is terrifying. And because you, then you have to deal with the judgment. And instead, we sit around and compare ourselves to everyone else. And comparison is the thief of all joy. So it's learning how to um, rig the game to win, to build 
small wins in to be to grow fully and more fully and fully into who you were called to be. And and I think when we can do that, um, the world just gets to be a better place. Yes, absolutely. Perfectly said. Well said. Where can everybody keep track and find you? So in all your places. So, my son said the other day, he goes, Dad, are you Googleable? And I said, yeah, I go, bro, just type in Reynolds and see what happens, right? Because I'm trying to be like, I don't know, snarky with them. And of course, Ryan Reynolds pops up. So uh, don't just type in Reynolds. But if you type in CJ Reynolds, um, it'll lead you to all of our stuff. Um, so I'm the, I'm the other Reynolds on the internet. But uh, realrapwithreynolds.com is the spot where you can find all the links to YouTube, to the book, to mentoring opportunities, to anything else that you might need as an educator to help you be who you're called to be. I love that. Realrapwithreynolds.com. Make sure you check that out. Everything will be in the show notes as well. So we have really appreciated having you on this show. This has been an excellent uh, episode. I have copious pages of notes and I'm looking forward to listening through it again and providing some reflections. But, you know, one thing that I have to say is I want to thank you as my fellow gray haired brother. Because, you know, it, it, one thing I also do look for is I look for fellow gray-haired educators out there who are crushing it. And we're I would there. say right here, I, I think we're probably pretty close to top five because yeah. I, I haven't found enough. So to all my fellow gray-haired men out there, That's it. please reach out. We're looking to do a special gray-haired episode. I think we could do we could get like 10 gray-haired men on the screen. I think we can hold that many on this thing. So That's it. That's it. Let's do it. That would be a first. That would be a first that I've ever seen. All right. I think I think we're on to something there. But listen, you're right. I appreciate you. I appreciate the work you're doing. I thank you so much for finally getting us connected and being able to do this this show. This was an excellent show. I really love everything that you're doing out there. Just keep going, brother. Thanks, man. Look, I appreciate the work you're doing, too. This is not easy. And I know it's a grind. Um, but to be able to put something of value out there to help educators is uh I think it puts people on hero level. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. I appreciate that too. And to all the listeners out there, remember that the journey toward unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. Continue to educate with passion and purpose, everyone. Take care. <laughs>